0: Dig. Things we dig. Oh yes, it's things we dig. And you might too.
1: Alright, listeners, welcome back to another episode of The Things We Dig. As always, I am the other Chris. Greetings, this is Alex. Hey there friends,
2: Chris Fig. Hey survivor, Bolly.
3: How's it going out there, guys? It's
1: Dave. All right, so this week we're going to be continuing our talks on the hit show The Last of Us. On HBO, uh, me and Fig had covered the first two episodes, but we decided to branch out to the rest of the pod now. So we're going to talk about episodes three, four, and five tonight. And, and I know you guys have all been tagging along. We've been talking about it a bunch in the uh, pod text chat. So I want to know what you guys think about it, man. Hit me with it. Let's start with episode three. What were your thoughts on that? It was very divisive among the, the internet fan base.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like you really you really get to know what group of friends you have that are I guess a little homophobic, maybe is the word to throw out there. Which not a lot of people out there, but the uh, the conservatives really hated this one. I guess just because you can't have gay people in the apocalypse, man. They just were the first to die, they thought, and they weren't. Nick Offerman ended up being one of the most badass fucking gay dudes, you know. And the other actor, one of you guys can refresh my memory what his name is murray
2: bartlett
4: yeah
0: dude from fucking (laughs) white lotus white lotus thank you uh fantastic i mean it was the episode no one expected i think i just heard people talking about it being like oh my god this was the best episode ever on tv period and even going in with that bar set I was pretty, pretty impressed. It was awesome. Yeah, dude, just to
1: touch on what you're saying. Unfortunately, I had the same experience, man. I had many coworkers who were like, the first two episodes, dude, so fucking sick. And when I watched the third episode, I was like, oh, man, they are going to hate this shit. And when I came into work the next day, yeah, they were like, I just don't know why it had to be like that, man. One guy shut it off, couldn't watch it. Another (laughs) dude had to fast forward through parts of it. And I had the same thoughts of like, damn, you guys just don't like gay people or what's going on? Because that was great television man damn
2: it was the hairy chest i don't know and if you're listening to the pod i love you guys but open up that mind yeah (laughs) yeah totally caught me by surprise because again you know as you mentioned chris we covered the first two episodes i have not played the game that totally did not expect that and when they were having dinner and I'm like okay where's this gonna go is Frank who is the you know Bill and Frank um, who are the characters we're talking about I'm like he's gonna pull something on him right something's gonna happen and he pulled the something else you know we'll say on him because when they were playing the <laughs> piano I was like is this is, is this a love story right now and as you guys mentioned it was great dude it was really touching Nick Offerman and Murray Bartlett are amazing actors and it was awesome to see kind of them diverge into like their own story um they did bring in joel and, and Tess uh later on the episode to kind of show their connection there but just seeing their life and just what someone who survived a post-apocalypse would do i thought was great and nick offerman man just uh had everything you could possibly think of to survive so i thought it was a great episode again very touching hit on the old heartstrings too
4: to build on uh what chris was talking about with the surprise uh that he was caught up by a surprise i remember bill from the game which isn't for all the this- side mission characters didn't really stick out to me. Like we'll get to Sam later in this, in this podcast, like that storyline, I didn't quite remember, um, right off that. but I remember Bill and he was like this zany booby trap building, like hick in the woods basically. But I guess in a somewhat suburban area, you were just trying to get through his trap to get to him to help, have him help you out. So this is the first time in the show that they really diverted, I think, from the story, um, of the original game. And I thought they did it unbelievably masterly. Like I thought it was one of the best episodes of television, um, in the last couple of years just period out of any show I thought it was done so well they made you care about these two characters uh so so deeply uh it felt like you were watching the beginning of Up it just stretched out over an extended period of time um for others I suppose uh but <laughs> yeah. almost to the point where like you realize that because they were diverging from the story that um I mean I remember Bill's outcome in the game and so I was had no real concerns of <laughs> what was gonna happen with Bill because I was like well he's gotta meet Ellie and so like moving right along um but yeah I thought uh the choices that they made in this episode uh um, if you watch the making of After, uh, the one thing that they said is anytime they wanted to diverge from the game, it had to make the story better. And I thought this was a like, knock-it-out-of-the-park home run of an instance where they not only like made the story better, but um, I don't even want to see the story again differently. It was just so well done um, and c- sort of a microcosm of what happens. Um, and I'll start rambling here in a second, but I really like uh, the aspect of it uh, that Bill's uh, partner, I can't remember Frank, uh, has a terminal illness. And you sort of don't think of that when you're running through an apocalypse. The world like there's going to be people who still get cancer or there's still going to be people who um, are fighting off other illnesses to just survive let alone the, the apocalypse that's upon them um, so that was a really cool thing to think about um, which I had never really thought about with another uh zombie movie so yeah just incredible stuff
3: yeah dude I mean you guys pretty much said it all about that episode but I didn't play the game and I've been enjoying the every episode as it uh, comes out but I thought it was awesome just seeing Nick Offerman in general get this deep into a character Um and just seeing that range that he has and also how crazy that character was uh because you could tell he was just one of those guys that totally was against anything he was hearing about government and stuff and then you know when this shit hit and they it paid off like i loved that scene when he's just down in the basement and they're all up there and they're like yep this is clear in here and then he's like fuck you bastards or whatever he says you know he's like not today motherfuckers or whatever (laughs) and i was like all right new world order jackboot (laughs) (laughs) fucks yeah dude so i was like all right cool right off the bat i already liked him and his character and then yeah the episode took a little bit of a turn I was not expecting it to uh go down that road you know but I don't talk about the episode really with I mean the show really too much outside of like with you guys so I mean I have heard the rumblings and I definitely like on the internet and stuff too you know it stirred the pot for sure man but to Bobby's point it was just such a uh well-written episode and the characters on the episode they just did such an amazing job uh the guy from White Lotus once again just not it out of the park dude i didn't even fully recognize him right away and so uh it's just cool to see like when they announced this was gonna be a show i was just like uh eh, this will probably be cool whatever i'll check it out but i never expected it to be this good so i look forward to every episode man and i have no idea which way it's gonna go at all
4: dude, i do think the s- outcry is kind of funny because he like the game in the game they allude to him having like yeah. a little bit of a bending sexuality like she finds the porno mags in the back of the truck and they're there is a moment where there's a letter from a frank you don't over know frank was and it was like oh god damn it, frank so it could be left up to some interpretation i suppose but the hulking man magazines in the back of his truck were not really left up to uh interpretation dude wow. nick
3: offerman nailed that song too on the piano and singing
0: yes he's a, yes
1: he's a
3: talented man
1: but i i do have to say this episode was amazing i loved everything about it but i have one gigantic gripe in that he spends all this time building this fucking compound and has all these guns and arsenal and he stands in the middle of the fucking road with a bolt-action rifle and just tries to defend the compound. Like, the literal worst plan you could have, I just I wish with the masterful writing that the rest of the episode had, they could have had him, you know, behind a barricade looking, just a a sniper's nest. I don't know. It bothered me deeply that I was like, Jesus Christ, man. He got got a little
3: rusty, man. (laughs) I I know
1: (laughs) he wanted to protect Frank, but I feel like he would have had a plan with Frank of like, hey, I'm going to teach you how to shoot, and if shit goes down, like, you're just a very... Far back support guy but not like just wake up in the middle of night and not know what the fuck is going on
4: i never saw anything written about this i wondered if it was the show's way of illustrating that like love makes you do irrational things and like you're you start like throwing things out the window but for it, it i'm totally with you it threw me right almost out of the whole thing the whole story because this guy has been so prepared even though clearly he had this working before the doomsday came like he had this bunker built he was ready to uh, take down the army if need be and now like all that training's instantly out the window he's going to run to the middle of the street against an entire army uh, in dead rain it didn't make any sense looked cool though
3: when he got shot too i was like all right he's gonna fucking die that's i totally thought that was gonna be the end of it
4: when he was like
0: a stomach shot you're like you're done for fucking call joel don't kiss him though scald him and i mean i wanted to add not a big deal but the hole there was a hole and the dude just what was it covered was it was it a trap or was it just a hole because all Uh of a sudden he goes and the dude's just stuck in a hole i'm like
1: i I think he had several of those built and covered like Covered okay I to catch people. I assumed, yeah, or, I was or psych- catch the fucking what better infected the infected yeah yeah then he could just walk up you know blast them with a shotgun mm-hmm, or whatever mm-hmm. he seemed to enjoy that a lot <laughs> all right well fucking hey i agree with all of your guys's opinions on an episode uh what about the next one that would be episode four where they venture into the city a bit and things go awry after they've gained uh bill's truck and supplies short-lived spoiler
4: i think uh i I don't know about you guys but the overall this whole sentiment I got from the water cooler talk after this one was this episode was a bit of a letdown for people and I'm wondering if it was because the episode previously was either so highly it was like polarizing for one but like so talked about that like this is the new thing probably um you were getting like myself anybody who wasn't watching this show at this point I'm like you're almost missing the boat like now you have to get on because everyone's gonna be watching this thing Um, but yeah I thought a lot of people just didn't really care for the setup of the like it was kind of building to the next chapter you saw a little glimpse of the the pseudo like militia government being set up in Kansas City. You saw um, you meet Sam and what's his brother's name? Henry. Henry right at the end of the episode. And then you see Ellie taking taking a life for the first time. And there's that kind of battle within. So it was another one of those episodes that was more akin to episode two, where it's Joel and Ellie kind of their relationship taking another step further. But yeah, I, I enjoyed the episode and didn't mind. I, we're going to have to have these episodes where they're just showing where these two people are as far as what Joel is as a person and what Ellie is as a person.
2: Yeah I, I would agree this episode I almost kind of not forgot about it but I almost mixed it into the following episode because it definitely was just a, a filler bridge episode though it had some good moments uh, Ellie finding the, the puns book was pretty hilarious and I thought had a touching moment between her and Joel and then them camping out kind of gave me the the sense of like this truly would suck just going to bed and she asked Joel like would these bad people find us and you know he kind of hesitated because he doesn't know he i mean when a little kid asks you that question you're gonna be like no you're fine but that slight hesitation he's like fuck i really i don't know i hope not you know and it just kind of seemed like a, a miserable existence because it was she was like it's cool can you build a fire he's like no and and, and why can't we like oh we'll get detected and they're like eating like beans and stuff and i'm just like damn like post apocalyptic world is just uh it's not it's not the bee's knees man it's not that fun but yeah them getting into the ser- uh the city kansas city um again felt like a video game them hiding looking through like the windows getting themselves prepared and the whole you know ep- the climatic scene of them crashing into the building and the uh, their their resistance right kansas city resistance you know yes. going after them so it, it shout it was... out uh kansas city right guys <laughs> Ooh, too soon bobby's here man bobby's here
4: uh but... yeah well, hold on Fuck kansas i'm glad city. that whole place is under
1: fuck kansas city <laughs> and like patrick nine... mahomes we're not editing this part out of the pod do not
4: get me started on the entire mahomes <laughs> family oh. i could do an entire podcast on why they're all terrible terrible people. So they're all dead in this
0: post-apocalyptic world so. <laughs> yeah. we just, Well, we
3: actually you want to know what alex patrick mahomes is a proven winner so he's probably alive and thriving in this world proven,
1: he's, proven he's douche. one of the bloated proven douche and they would have sacrificed him first on with the pod fig he uh
2: he uh plays the Channing Tatum role from this the end. He's just like a gimp. He's like a lover's gimp with <laughs> a chain around his neck. But yeah, so uh it felt very video game like um them going through the city and yeah, pretty solid episode, but as Bobby said, maybe uh somewhat forgettable because it was more of a setup.
4: I uh that's a really good call real quick Chris I love the video game aspects of this show like there's so many scenes that they do that you feel especially when we get to the next episode uh, where it is taken exactly from the video game and it feels like you get that same brush and I've never seen that in any sort of adaptation of a video game to movie where you get the same excitement you get from a video game when you're in control um so they've done that so well and uh other Chris real quick as the uh, survivalist of the crew. Uh, did you also get taken out of the story when they didn't sleep inside the truck <laughs> when they're out in the woods? Oh man.
1: I don't know. Survivalist. I might die in the apocalypse. Uh, but yeah, like you come
2: on. What are, you, what are we doing? <laughs> At least in the Lock bed them. of the truck. Right. Oh. the yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And I think even this, this show kind of hits on all aspects of a good TV or movie series. It has scary lightheartedness, emotional moments, and I think every time it's super serious. There were there were legit moments that made me laugh when she was talking about how good this chef chef D dude was. I think this was the episode, right? Yeah, and uh, like how old that was, and then of course the whole like, did you know? Did you know diarrhea runs in is is genetic? And then he's like, yeah, it runs. It runs. It runs in your genes. And th- such a simple joke, but it got me fucking busting up, dude. I was like, oh yeah, shit. Dude.
3: It got me too. Yeah, I was like,
2: that's a good one. Legit was was laughing out loud. Yeah. Just Joel's reaction. He's like, that's so fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't like help laughing himself. And the girl, like, she's a great actress. I mean, obviously
0: all of them are, but she really just an up and comer. Bella Ramsey. <laughs> Yeah, people were really, I don't know, not expecting much. Everybody's haters, but yeah, everyone it, was haters yeah. and she's fucking crushing it. Everyone Dude, she's loved her when she it. was
1: in Game of Thrones as a little girl talking shit, and then all of a sudden oh. everyone was a
0: hater on her going into this, but she's yeah. killing it in my mind. Mm-hmm. I yeah. didn't I didn't realize that until you just said she was in Game of Thrones. Holy shit. I think it was harder for people to accept her at
1: first because Pedro Pascal kind of like looks and sounds like Joel in a sense, so it's very easy to like place him into that character where her like look and voice and feel is very different from the source character so i think that was off-putting the people but she has crushed it in my opinion so good for her and uh, for me personally, I am I really enjoyed this episode. I didn't get that forgetful feeling of it. I don't know. I think maybe it is because I played the game and it had a lot of that game feel. I like the gunplay and seeing Joel be a badass. And I really like that this show has side characters and just little unnamed actors that are fucking give phenomenal performances, man. That young kid, like teenager, young 20s guy when he was dying, like it was very convincing of someone who's dying of a gunshot wound. Like, Just take me to my mom, man. She's down the street and all this shit and like knowing he's seeing the situation that's playing out around him and then like uh you know uh, ellie and joel like the way that they played the scene it was just super powerful and it was just this one-off guy that you're never gonna see
2: again and it was still like damn that was crazy Agreed. Yeah, you, you almost felt for him, but on the flip, he totally would have killed them both. Oh, for if sure. He, if he had the chance. So it's like, you know, you got to do what you got to do in this situation because you let him live. He calls out for people. He can identify, you know, Joel and maybe where he's going and heading. And, you know, in this life, you just got to just one two punch them and then move on.
4: They made a good necessary change from the, uh, like a practicality standpoint and um, just smarts in the apocalypse where in the game they have Ellie shooting a bow and arrow, which is nice for variety's to sake, um, but makes no sense when you have to actually take it against humans um, and other apocalyptic creatures. So I'm glad that they did. I like the heart to heart scene when he teaches her how to hold a gun, it acknowledges that she's kind of more of a partner than just solely cargo. Um, even though he's probably still at that point a little bit right now. Uh, so it, it kind of knocked two things for one there um showing the growth of them as a relationship and then just more practical much like how we talk, you guys talked about earlier it was just you and chris where there was a lot of gas mask scenes um because the spores travel through the air but we wouldn't want to see an entire show where people were wearing masks the entire time so
1: yeah absolutely Especially after
4: 2020 am i right guys <laughs>
1: Right, well, shit, let's keep it rolling right along. Uh, that was another action-packed episode, but this fifth episode, I think, is the one that was crazy action-packed. That final sequence was wild, so I want to know your guys' thoughts on it. And uh, I'm going to open it up first this time, actually, and just talk about how crazy the scene is where they're taking down the FEDRA guards that were, you know, once you learn that they were, like, raping and killing the population for 20 years, it makes sense, but, like, that was an all-out fucking fucking massacre just hanging people in the street dragging them behind trucks and stuff i was like holy fuck this is a wild scene and Dude, fucking
0: knives on the dudes body, yeah like 30 of them i was like and holy the, shit it, brutality seemed to be like
1: the theme of the episode man because it continued all the way throughout and now like the the resistance or whatever that took over they're just as fucking brutal as the people that they replaced it's no different you know what i mean this is
4: yeah. a, a, a weird reference but you remember for me, uh in House of Dragons, really quick. You remember the crab theater And he looked like, Oh, this is gonna be some dope ass dude. And he like oh, hope he sticks right. around and he's there for like half an episode. That's how I felt about like them building up this um leader of the resistance, this woman. Uh she was like at first you're like, Oh, she's kind of interesting, whatever, but then the bedroom scene uh, where she's like talking about how her brother was a good man and she's like, I'm not. And you're like, dang, she's gonna be fucking cold. And then we, we only get to see her probably in two more scenes. But I mean they have have to move on the story, but I, I i was like, oh, it would have been cool if they could have stretched that. I could have used one more episode of like this arc because there was so much that they built, and a, clearly they're moving on to two, if not three seasons of the show. So, an extra episode of them struggling to get out of Kansas City, mm, I think would have been worth it. It was, it, they just did all of this so well that I just wanted oh, oh, yeah. more, which I guess is always good.
2: Yeah. I feel like her partner slash right hand man, the guy with the beard, I feel like he was more badass. Like, as you said, she had her moments, you know, when she killed her. I guess her doctor, he said he delivered her. And you're like, oh, okay. And then, yeah, it just didn't really pan out to anything. I guess it made it realistic because, you know, in the probably. You know, prior to like all of this happening, she maybe wasn't anyone of like military or law enforcement or anyone of that, but she just a, a leader of uh, maybe decisions and choices. I mean, like her brother, they said her brother was kind of maybe too nice and they follow her because she gets shit done. So, as you're saying, Bobby, like you kind of would have liked to see more of her getting shit done. And again, like you said, maybe another episode of her being a little bit more brutal and kind of making more decisions would have followed that better but yeah i do agree with you on that sentiment
3: i feel like it would have been it would have made her character a little bit more believable too because at times when she'd just be talking i would just be like why does everybody just follow this lady man like even like you were saying the right hand man Next to her, that dude looked more like just badass and, and it like, looked like eventually he was going to just like overtake her one day or something, which maybe that would have been the case. But, uh, yeah, dude, just her whole character and th- this whole episode, like you guys were saying, um, definitely could have used a little bit more of all of this action going on. But, um, one thing I found interesting, and I think it was in this episode too, was just the perspective of the little boy. Was that in this episode? Yeah. When they're yeah. running through all of the battle, uh, scenes, dude and it's just like we'll zero in on his perspective and it's just like so crazy because it's just silence with all of this chaos going on dude and just imagining like i've never even thought about that like a just being deaf but also being like a child in this too dude it's just got to be the most insane experience you know
1: yeah i had the same sentiment as you guys i don't know if it's the her writing for her character or the acting but it never just came across that she was menacing or powerful or cunning enough to be leading this group of men like to t- take over that power vacuum when her brother died I just it, I never got sold on that but that was really the only weak part of the arc for me because the stuff that was important to me like the Henry and Sam relationship I feel like they knocked it out of the park like Dave was saying they really put you in the perspective of him and Ellie as well like seeing kids in this conflict and having how they handle it versus how adults handle it. And then by the end of the episode, they kind of allude to like, oh, you know, kids shouldn't have to deal with this and blah, blah, blah. And Ellie's she's having to, she's having to take it on and like become an adult way faster than she wants to. And man, knowing what happened in the game right at the end of last episode, what was going to happen, I was still like not prepared for that scene. (laughs) And it fucking crushed me, dude. It's so sad i don't know the actor for henry but he he kills it man when when the the tragedy happens with sam and he's like what did i do
0: what did i do because it it was it was a
1: slightly different in the game it was amazing in the game too for them to tweak it and be just as if not more powerful i was like
3: damn and exactly like you said, too, how they captured like that last night of all of those feelings and all that emotion. And then when he does show her, and she's just like, My blood is medicine. And you think, like, I thought, because I didn't know the outcome, I haven't played the game. I was I like, really thought it was Maybe work, this might but... work. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, Oh shit, nope, didn't work. <laughs> and, and just a
1: glimpse at how they're kids still, too. Like, that's not how medicine works, but she thinks maybe. And you're just like, <laughs> Fuck, dude, you want it to so bad, but uh.
0: I do. You call me and work, Alex dude. kids? <laughs>
1: no, yeah. no. I just mean. I it's believe. Heartbreaking.
3: I believe. I believe.
0: Yeah, I. I, think- I wanted to believe. And of course, not not to backtrack too much, but making it feel like that lady was not a true leader didn't get that vibe until that scene when she mentioned her her brother was the leader. That's when I was kind of like, okay, maybe you just you were unofficially second in command because your 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 brother was such a leader. So I kind of felt
2: like, oh, maybe maybe that's why she got to take take that position. But yeah, we needed flashbacks of her and her brother, maybe. I know, kind of teaming yeah. up. But uh, so uh, going back to Sam and Henry, that was something that also divert it from the game right him being Deaf and them speaking sign language from the watching like the behind the scenes episode they added that which I thought added such a intimate sort of perspective of why Henry is trying to you know one save Sam you know his brother what he did to be one of the most wanted individuals in Kansas City and knowing that and speaking sign language to to his brother and as Dave was mentioning him being like what's happening what's going on like that would that would be terrifying right like you don't know what's going on bombs and guns are going off and you don't know that's going on is very scary and just sam's relationship with henry and then eventually his relationship with ali i thought connected really well and just going back to Bella ramsey of how you know again in the behind the scenes it she learned it herself obviously not fluent but like she picked it up and they were saying anyone who wanted to learn they had a i guess interpreter interpreter or a teacher of some sorts to teach asl and like everyone just sort of was like oh cool we really like you know this kid who plays sam We want to learn. So like, like to see that tragic with Allie and him and when she woke up and I knew it as soon as he was just like sitting on the bed, I was like, nah, I've seen enough horror movies to know like motherfucker is gone. And even I thought he was safe. (laughs) Just the way he was sitting. It kind of had a, it reminded me sort of of, um, what's the Zack Snyder is it Dawn of the Dead where the little girl walks in.
1: Yeah. in the morning dude. dude. He's like,
2: Oh, are you, are you, you want breakfast or whatever? And and Mm -hmm. like totally turned. And then, Mm -hmm. yeah, just that scene was, dude, just, again, hits you right in the feels. Super sad.
0: Yeah. Breaks your heart man
2: but uh what was not
1: heartbreaking about this episode was that badass action scene at the end man they alluded to the ground kind of breathing in the last episode which I thought was weird but then they talked about all these zombies getting forced downstairs so you know like with Chekhov's gun like we're gonna see this fucking zombie horde come out and for them to burst out of the ground it was like a lot of real effects too watching the behind the scenes thing it wasn't it was like a bunch of people in fucking costumes and then they added you know stuff in post but I thought was dope because it made it look sick and then the bloater was badass and the way it fucking ripped perry's head off the way that you die in the game exactly was just chef's kiss man so sick and to see how a crowd of well-armed well-trained people can just be overrun by infected by panicking quickly was really badass to see you it made it easy to see how like governments and
2: shit could fall yeah i totally was waiting for that scene because the prior episode it shows you what's to come and you're like I know something's about to happen shit's about to pop off and just that whole sequence and again you see Allie caught in some shit and Joel is I don't know maybe a half a mile away in a house just sniping being a total badass and just that scene where she gets in the, the, the truck the car the jeep and that little girl just oh, like yeah. slivers her way in I am like oh fuck I was That's like you, you have a knife just start swiping away do do whatever Um, and maybe <laughs> (laughs) Maybe you have to suspend disbelief that she can run through a horde of infected. And, you know, I know Joel had her back, but again, you know, maybe a, bit of main character plot armor um in a sense it still was badass and i'm really glad i think Joel even noticed that like she went back for sam and henry because they were caught underneath the truck so he's like okay ellie is not just some little kid like she can handle herself and going back for them really uh showcase that
4: that uh sniper's crow is ripped straight from the game and i can still remember like of the scenes from the game i can see that one clearly i remember what it was like walking up that street collecting loot and then you get to the end and then things start running you have to protect Ellie very similarly I don't remember it being at night maybe it was but other, otherwise it's like a shop for shop, shop for shop. good pun uh remake of that and I thought oh so well done and exciting um and I didn't catch this but I saw someone talking about it on Twitter that when Joel's running uh to get behind the house and take over the the crow's nest he looks at the bridge and it be, can, can be taken two ways it could be taken like oh we could all just get out of here really quick and run or like oh the bridge is really there but if you look at him closely it's almost like he has a second thought, like, maybe I just ditch all of them, including Ellie, and just go see my brother. And, like, kind of shows that that side of Joel could still be there, which is uh, another thing that the show just does so well of, like, making sure. Sometimes it's heavy-handed, which I think you have to be with television, but showing that people are not black and white and that they're very much gray (laughs) and selfish. And to that point, I love the argument between this boss lady that we were talking about this whole episode and henry about like why does your little brother matter and my brother doesn't like he's just a kid and you never think of that they never no show ever just says he's just a kid kids die i don't think i've ever heard kids die on tv ever so that was uh that was something else
2: it was uh very satisfying to see that same little girl infected take her out at the end and, and you're just going back not to belabor the point but like her being a badass like her holding the gun just seemed like a little like Ellie looked like she could hold a gun better than she could oh
3: yeah you know? for he, sure. he's like
2: just turn around don't look back and she's like you don't have to tell me twice and she fucking dips <laughs> and even the fact that she still wanted to kill him with, with all that going on i'm like this she has to fucking die and she uh ends tragically it was very uh oh yeah satisfying to see dude then the the bloater just stomps off towards the
1: city with this crowd they're gonna fuck up anyone left in that town man and i hope we kind of get to see another one later in the series maybe see one get killed or something like that that'd be
0: cool yeah, I hope that's not the last we see that because that was that was probably the most action of the infected that we've seen. Yeah, And we're five episodes in. I don't know how long this season's up. gonna be. Probably nine. ten episodes, 10 nine 10 episodes. episodes oh, yeah. man. So
4: remind me if I'm wrong. Weren't the bloaters like weren't they able to like throw gas bombs and stuff off their like skin? Like they were very video gameized in the uh, game. I, remember that.
1: I can't remember, man. It's been so yeah, long since I remember I played. they were like I remember the, the ones that like like bloated up and exploded and sent yeah. fungus everywhere, but they died when that happened kind of you know what i mean that's what i
4: thought yeah i mm-hmm. like that they kept him grounded like it was just some big dude who got infected and now like big dude zombies are scary yeah. <laughs> so i like how I grounded they kept it for the show
0: well you guys can speak on this without spoiling and i watched a little last of us 2 gameplay there's bigger dudes coming with crazier shit right as yeah, far as depends on what they keep for the game or don't but yeah, yeah. there are yeah. other other big ass there was some there. uh some the one i saw was pretty fucking gnarly
4: yeah i'm kind of glad if i don't mind if they kind of steer away from like that not video game trope but there's always a bigger guy down the road or something like that i don't know what is quite a bigger fish fish. there's always a bigger bigger fish yeah i'm I'm cool if they just keep it like semi-grounded and just like if it if we got what we got at this point because it kind of it's already hard to suspend disbelief when there's fungus people running around so like i think everybody's engaged at this point of like this could happen like yeah then if you, if you get a two-story tall man you're like okay well maybe not
1: well guys i am excited for the episodes to come we have four more so i think we should get together maybe after those four and talk about the season as a whole let the listeners know what we thought but uh, i appreciate you guys jumping in and talking about it with me tonight
2: stay yes. safe out there yes sir we uh mentioned this about the the video game curse and knock on wood last of us i think is totally hitting all the marks and just going against you know the the curse that a lot of video game yeah, adaptations bro. have man it's been amazing dude i love it so far Dude, and, and the
3: next one coming out with pedro pascal man fucking mario kart <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I saw that. oh yeah <laughs> saw that uh
0: dude, snl i would watch that man i would me. watch that
3: it was funny dude but i was like this could be interesting <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh yeah i
1: would
4: watch this
0: halo uh halo show takes some notes please yeah please all right friends
2: until next time later days have a good one everybody take it easy see ya later guys